Over the last few years, event professionals have seen a lot of changes and challenges that are going to have a lasting effect on the industry. Welcome to Event Horizons, where we go behind the scenes with event professionals to keep our finger on the pulse of the exciting and ever-changing events industry. I'm Nolan Ether. And I'm Olivia Van Curen. Today, we're talking with Kara Gladish, Manager of Customer Experience at WebEx Events, formerly Socio, about the evolution of event technology and the must-have event tech features you need to launch a successful events program. We spent last season kind of talking through riding the wave of the changes in the events industry over the past couple of years, and it feels like we're starting to get some, I won't say consensus, but at least some themes that we're seeing around how events are being handled in this time um, and the role of event technology. And one of the things that has kind of risen up is this, this idea of focusing your event technology, not just on a single event, but on your events program. And so we've started saying things like, uh, you know, you, when you work with a marketing agency, you work with an agency of record. We've been saying things like event technology platform of record or event management platform of record as this idea of having a consistent platform for everything from your virtual events to your in-person events, to your hybrid events, and even your communities. I was just curious uh, if you could tell me kind of why that approach is beneficial and, you know, kind of just what your thoughts are on having a consistent event technology platform of record for your organization. Yeah, absolutely. So I think just people are busy, uh, busier than ever. And our goal here at WebEx Events has always been to make uh, event planners' lives even easier. And I mean, they're like about the busiest people I can think of. So if you have one single platform uh, for all your events, large or small, even communities, that just makes the lives of the event planners so much easier and also just has that one place to go for their audience and their audience members are busy as well. So it just kind of helps cut through the noise as far as having that one place to go to that consolidates everything and ultimately just uh, makes our lives easier and makes it easier for us to connect. That's the, that's the point and the goal of any event or community. For sure. And agree with everything that you said. I just talked to a customer today who is using um, our platform for multiple events, and they spoke to what you were saying, um, how it's so important from a planner perspective to keep it consistent, but also for an attendee experience, um, keeping that platform um, consistent throughout an events program. So they're not having to download a new app every time this particular customer was using the branded event app. So having all of their events kind of stored and, and hosted on one platform has been really beneficial. So it's a, definitely an added benefit. And can you talk about um, some of the features, the event tech features that are top of mind for event organizers right now? Like when you're talking to customers and, and you're um, talking with our customer team, what are those features that event organizers are, are um, really excited about and really want um, to support their event programs? Yeah. So in-person events have really come roaring back. And so the, the top features I've been seeing go hand in hand with in-person events. So a huge one that I just don't want to take for granted is our maps feature, uh, which is super easy to use, helps attendees navigate venues. I mean, sometimes uh, conference uh, venues can be just huge and a maze. So it's, uh, the map is just a really easy feature. And I'm pretty sure by the time this podcast air, uh, airs, we'll have some 
more features for our maps, more flexibility in how you can design them, the branding you can do with them, different shapes to kind of match the branding that you want. And so you're kind of combining that great look with that convenience of the map. Uh, it really just wows feet, uh, really wows our customers and our attendees and gives them a great experience. So I, I love the maps feature and I would be remiss if I didn't talk about gamification. I absolutely love our game feature uh, and how flexible it is. And overall gamification is just a great way to bring engagement and fun to your events. You can even gamify uh, knowledge and reward your attendees for learning things, say it's a, if it's an internal event, or um, or really just use gamification to help incentivize your attendees to get the most out of your event. So we often see attendees getting really competitive. Uh, we love to see that. And we see new ideas to, for ways to use our gamification uh, every day. So gamification is just, uh, it's just a fantastic tool. I can't geek out about it enough. And hand in hand with in-person in events, we've also seen our leaders retrieval product uh, continuing to ramp up. So we take pride in that being the easiest way for your exhibitors to gather rich uh, lead data from your attendees. And they can just use their own phones rather than clunky rentals to scan QR codes and gather that lead information and then get that uh, information digitally really fast. So, you know, there's not now business cards to come through. So I think our attendees are, are, are sorry, our, our customers are realizing that there's just more and more value that they can drive for their exhibitors using our lead retrieval platform. And I truly think it's the best out there. So it's really nice to see. Uh, I think overall, like, kind of post-pandemic, uh, if, if, if you can say post-pandemic, people are continuing to want to just add more and better experiences to their events. So that's going to be things like just a great map experience, a great, uh, you know, have a lot of fun and engagement uh, thanks to the game. And then, yeah, making even their exhibitors' lives even better by, uh, by offering our awesome lead retrieval tool. Tara, can you talk about some of the benefits of having, we were talking about the all-in-one, um, you know, the agency of record, but as far as like an all-in-one platform and bringing together not only your software and your, your, your apps and for, you know, the flexibility, but also the professional services piece and then the hardware piece for in-person events, having a vendor that can work with all of those things and provide all of those services. Can you talk about some of the benefits of, of having that kind of all-in-one solution? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it comes back again to just making our event planner customers' lives easier. They are always juggling so many uh, different moving pieces. I honestly think they're they're superhuman with what they, what they can do. And then our goal is just to make their lives easier. So they don't have as many vendors to juggle. Uh, they don't have as many manual processes to make their different vendors talk to each other. Uh, to have things be in one seamless platform uh, just it really helps them with what they have to do. And then also reflects that awesome experience for their attendees. And I kind of think about it as, you know, there's a factoid, like when you are multitasking, because I think there was a big trend about multitasking. And then we realized, actually, multitasking is not very efficient. <laughs> so like every time you multitask, it takes like 22 minutes to get back on track. I kind of think of it like that. So we are removing that need for our event planners to to have to multitask and pop between different vendors, and then kind of lose that momentum, they can just be in one platform and handle everything. And that's a really seamless experience is reflected for their attendees as well. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And yeah, I see that this common theme coming through of event planners' lives are hectic and busy and they an event tech platform shouldn't add more complexity. It should reduce that and you know make their lives easier and make the attendee experience better. Absolutely. Um, so when we're you know thinking about an event organizer who's decided, okay, I'm going to purchase this event platform for my event, 
Um, I'm going to make the investment. What are the most effective ways to measure the ROI of that technology investment? Yeah, I think a slam dunk for uh, so kind of going back to in-person events is looking at your printing costs. So when you have an event app, uh, you have a digital record that is not only uh, the kind of the single source of truth for for your attendees about that event. It's a living, breathing um, kind of way for them to communicate and to network with others. Uh, and that is that can replace your printing costs for your agenda. And I, so I think we can kind of forget sometimes how expensive printing can be, or say if you print and then have uh, something you have to update, or maybe last minute a speaker can't make it, uh, and you might have to have your team, you know, white out or do something to all your uh, all your printed agendas. And that can be a lot of uh, person time as well. So I think just one's just yeah, absolute slam dunk is just looking at your printing costs. And then that can also be just a way for you to say like, hey, we're, we're being more um, sustainable and not having, you know, tree, not as many trees were sacrificed for this event. I really like that angle too. Um, but also another another cost I can see is kind of, again, to have everything all in one platform uh, would be just saving the costs of having a vendor for this and a vendor for that and a vendor for this. And then t- kind of on that same note, looking at the time savings from your team. So they are able to put more energy into having an awesome event versus doing a lot of manual work or processes to get all these different vendors to talk to each other. So yeah, so you got printing cost savings, you have uh, overall just tech cost savings, and then you have just the person power time as far as not having to tie all these different platforms together. And that gives you more time to put that energy into having an awesome event. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. We talk a lot about uh, event technology and using it to enhance the attendee experience or to make the kind of the bridge between the attendee and the planner or the organization planning the, the event better. But what about using technology to enhance kind of networking capabilities and community and kind of connecting different uh, attendees together with each other? How, how are you seeing that and what kind of features um, are important for that? Yeah, at least for in-person events, I really love how the event app can be a bridge between that face-to-face connection that you make and then continuing that conversation digitally. So that interaction, that that benefit from meeting someone doesn't have to end with that event. So say you can even use our event app to do a shake to connect, uh, which is a core feature of our platform. It has been since the beginning where you can both shake your phones at the same time in the app. You'll pop up, you can request each other as connections, and then you can exchange that digital information to then become, uh, you know, uh, connections on LinkedIn and keep that conversation going. So I think it's really powerful that we are able to kind of fuel that connection uh, in, the, in the first place, but also keep it going long after the event is over. And we know that so many attendees go to events for that benefit of networking. And so to be able to take that with them into the digital world beyond the actual first interaction is just so valuable and is really what all, we're all about as far as connecting people. I like that idea of an event app being a bridge between attendees during and then after the event, right? Like those conversations don't have to end um, once the event is over. You can keep that that going. And, you know, it can be hard to keep track of people. Um, you know, you might exchange LinkedIn information or phone numbers or whatever, but um, having that app where you can go in, see someone's profile and, you know, chat with them, video call with them, but then the app is, is really great. So as 
Event planners are implementing um, you know, a new technology solution. What are some of the common pitfalls to avoid when implementing a new solution? And um, you know, what are some ways that event organizers can, can try to uh, remedy those issues and you know, have a, a seamless implementation process? Yeah, but what comes to mind is just being hesitant um, I think some folks may assume that, you know, they don't have, if they don't have event app experience or they don't pride themselves on being technologically savvy, they, you know, they kind of play it safe. But I think event apps are a, a great place to just go for it and experiment and to try new things. And, uh, and, you know, if you have the right platform, then you can find it, you can pick it up really quickly. And I think it can be a source of a lot of creativity. So overall, I mean, certain, I mean, a lot of platforms, you know, definitely ours, there's no wrong way or to do things. So you can build something and then change it. Um, our platform, you can even make a change to your event on the fly, like while you are, uh, while your event is going. So there's just like, there's not a lot of risk or downside. And I think we're in a time where our attendees are expecting more and more from us in our events. So I think it's a time to really be bold and just, uh, and take those big steps and, and not hold back as far as what you're offering to your attendees. During the pandemic, uh, one of the big benefits I think that we found in going virtual was just kind of expanding the reach and maybe, you know, making uh, events more accessible and inclusive by, you know, opening it up to a wider audience. How are you thinking about that now? And, and how is the event tech, how has event technology kind of been adopted into the event space? Uh, and how does it improve accessibility and inclusivity? Yeah, I would argue that cutting edge technology is by definition or has to be accessible. It's not really that cutting edge if people are left out. So I think in the pandemic, we kind of learned how, you know, we, we wanted to accommodate folks who couldn't travel to an in-person event, uh, wanted to read co closed captions, just different ways of kind of reaching folks or, or accommodating different different needs. And I think that has to be par for the course now. So uh, now kind of, you know, post pandemic and, uh, and, and air quotes there, uh, we can't really go back. So I think there's, uh, there's a way to incorporate hybrid even, uh, you know, in any event to make sure that you have recordings or at least some, some shade of hybrid as far as having recordings or having things available on demand or not necessitating that people have to travel because people may have to stay home with loved ones or not be able to make the trip. Or if you offer uh, closed captions for your videos, that's just like such a huge boon for really anyone. Uh, and now in our platform, we have closed captions available for not only your live streams, but also your Simulive and your video on demand, uh, even your video on demand that's featured on your sponsor or speakers pages. So we really have uh, closed captions uh, offered in, throughout our platform. And so I think that just has to kind of go hand in hand with uh, with being cutting edge because we cutting technology is just exists to serve uh, humans, right? So if it's not exist, it's not, if it's not serving all humans, then it's not really that cutting edge, in my opinion. I love that. It is by definition, it should be accessible and inclusive. That's great. And we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but as in-person events are back, which is really exciting, how are you seeing? Um, you know, how event technology is evolving to meet the changing needs of the industry. You could even, I mean, if we want to talk specifically over the past year, because I just feel like, you know, the industry and our technology is changing constantly. Um, but how are you seeing event tech meet the needs of this kind of new era of events where in-person is um, kind of reigning supreme among, you know, events of all types and sizes? I think the pandemic pointed out that we just need to keep uh, raising the bar 
for events. Uh, we need to keep rethinking things and uh, keep uh, adding in ways for all sorts of people to uh, engage and make things more fun and more engaging. And I've always found that event planners are among the most creative and the most resilient people out there. And they're, and they continue to keep raising the bar. So we can't really fall back to the post, like for, we can't really like post pandemic. We can't really fall back to pre pandemic ways. I think the, we've kind of slingshot into a new era of uh, offering technology as solutions and uh, a way to really connect people unlike we never did before. So uh, of course there, you know, the pandemic was a, a terrible time, but out of it, I think we learned that we, do have new ways and more exciting ways to come together. And at the end of the day, that's that's the most important thing. Um, to, and to use a technology to uh, bring people together, even, even when times are, are really, really hard, like they were in the pandemic. I do appreciate how we have that perspective now that the most precious thing, uh, even when we are all in our in our basements, like I've been for uh, for four years, um, working from home, uh, we can still connect with each other. And uh, event technology allows us to do that. And we can just keep uh, pushing the envelope as far as making it uh, a seamless experience, experience and an inclusive experience and a fun and engaging and insightful experience. So I think um, technology can kind of go hand in hand in that spark of bringing people together, which is what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's interesting to reflect on that, that time when everything started shutting down and for events, it's like, and for event technology specifically, it's like, this is the moment. This is the moment to like raise the bar and create something that's really going to take this industry into the next era. Um, and it's just, there's just been so much innovation since then. Um, and it's been fun from the WebEx event side just to see um, how many advancements there have been in our platform and how that benefits planners as the industry evolves and they have to adapt and evolve, you know, week by week sometimes. Um, so. Yeah, Kara, while we're talking about the future, um, I'm curious if you're seeing what kinds of emerging trends are you sort of seeing in this space and what do you imagine sort of the future of the event space looks like over the next couple of seasons and years? Just, yeah, not going back to how things used to be pre-pandemic and keeping an aspect, at least a hybrid-esque aspect. So I view hybrid as being uh, having an in-person audience and a virtual audience and tailoring the experience to both uh, audiences and having them be able to connect. Um, and but I think you can kind of bring the spirit of hybrid or at least the spirit of different options to your attendees, no matter what. So I know we've all been really excited to come back together uh, and in-person events are really are, you know roaring once again, which I love to see. But to be able to think about the folks who you know can't travel or, or need another opportunity to engage, I think we need to keep that aspect. And so when you have a platform that is really flexible and lets you kind of build in virtual aspects or on-demand aspects for your events and not exclusively focus on the in-person experience, then you're just going to be able to better serve your audience going forward. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, we just, we can't really go back to some old ways. We got to just keep pushing the envelope and, and making sure events can, uh, you know, fit the entire audience. some of the biggest challenges that event professionals are facing right now and how does event technology help solve those challenges? 
I think we have seen that budgets have gotten a little bit tighter. And so just costs can be a challenge for event planners. So that's where it is really convenient to have a platform that offers as, as much as possible all in one solution versus having to go to different vendors. And uh, even if you uh, can test things out and grow with a solution uh, is a great option to go. So for example, here at WebEx Events, we just launched a new uh, freemium option for our platform. So that's where you can test things out. If you have a small event uh, and then our platform can grow with you and your needs. So that's a great way to kind of keep those costs in check. And I think be because our attendees are expecting more and more uh, greater experiences and just greater seamlessness, that's where, um, you know, to be able to deliver that can kind of push that, uh, that the edges of that budget. But overall, if you have a platform that can grow with you, that is uh, covers as many op uh, of the different aspects of your event tech solution that you need, then you're are, you are going to be able to overcome um, that kind of constraint there. So we've talked a little bit about kind of some of the overarching features and things to look for in event tech solution. Um, but I'm curious, you know, everyone's going to, going to get like the main things, right? They're going to, they're going to know all the really important kind of table stake stuff, but what's some of sort of the secret, you know, your secret or hidden or less, uh, you know, front and center features that you think that, uh, event professionals should be looking into on an event solution and, and considering and just kind of digging in when they get down to their final two or three vendors that they're trying to choose between what are it's going to be those smaller features and potential uh, differences that make the difference. So what should people look for there? I would really look for a care for the event planner experience and kind of understanding what they need and just having it at the core of trying to make their lives easier. So for example, our awesome product team here at WebEx Events uh, has had 22 product updates in 2023 alone. So the beginning of 2023 uh, through May, 22 updates. And some of those are, are really huge updates uh, for example, we launched our own studio, which we're really proud of. And some updates are what we call kind of the quality of life updates that just make things a little bit more convenient in our platform, a little more searchable, uh, a little more streamlined. And uh, overall, when we get feedback from our customers, our, our product team looks at all of that feedback and really works to make sure we're building what our, our planners need just to, you know, whether it's a, a huge new product that they need or something that just saves them a, a little bit of time each day. Uh, so I, I think I would look for a customer, uh, I would look for a platform that really listens to its customers and truly cares about uh, what they need and is willing to, you know, roll up sleeves and build that and, uh, and just keep pushing, uh, pushing forward as far as uh, what the platform could look like, um, and never, and never take for granted that um, you know a, a platform you know shouldn't need to use code or or really complicated software or anything to be able to put on a great event. So we really are kind of love uh, the democratization of an event platform that anyone can publish an event app and not have to use code and be able to do it uh, in a matter of, of hours even. So I would just yeah I would look for the kind of partner who who cares and is not really uh, complacent as far as what their platform delivers to make those event planners lives better. That's one of my favorite things to hear from customers when I talk to our customers for case studies when they say I was so I was maybe a little bit hesitant and then I, I, I saw a demo or I was in the platform and I, it was so easy. It was so easy to put something together. Um, I think that just um, is so important, right? Like we've been saying event planners have so much going on and um, 
I can only imagine just that relief of being able to get into a platform and like you said, set up an event in hours. Um, so a huge benefit. And speaking of our customers, we'd love to hear uh, what is one of your favorite WebEx events customer success stories? Oh gosh, Why? I, <laughs> I love I, mean, I love all of our customers. Um, man, it's hard to narrow down. Uh, I, I think I'd have to go with MadFest. Uh, so we've worked with them for years. They're just a, a fantastic uh, organization. So the MAD stands for Marketing Advertising Disruption. And I think the disruption is so key there because they have been with us through the whole uh, upheaval in the event industry that the pandemic threw at us. So they were a customer of ours before the pandemic using our event uh, platform. And then when the pandemic hit, they were one of our first customers to just move so fast and realize like, we got to go virtual, we got to make it happen. And uh, they really embraced that disruption true to their name. So they were one of our first customers that partnered with us as far as um, kind of virtual services to make things happen. This was and this was summer 2020. It was really, really early. They had a, a smashingly successful uh, event that summer. They since uh, also offered a hybrid event, so fully embraced that. They've also uh, they've since re returned to fully in person as well. They've uh, they've launched a community with us. So I, I just really admire how resilient and and energetic and creative they've been. And they're a fantastic partner uh, out of the UK, and also just like the just the most fun and brilliant group of people I can think of. So uh, they're just a fantastic uh, customer su success story. Uh, we really appreciate working with them and really are in awe of um, of, our, of them and, and really all of our customers and how resilient and creative they continue to be. Yeah, I love the Madfest story. And it's great to see how we've kind of evolved together, right? Like we, they were, they've been with us since almost the very beginning. Um, so it's cool to see how they've evolved and our platform has evolved. And now we've been able to work together um, to kind of see them through all of these different event types and formats. Um, so lots of love for the MadFest team. They're great. And we'll link um, the MadFest customer story um, in the show notes. Yeah. I just want to talk to, we, we talked a little bit about this already, but just to drive it home, I know that when I look at our G2 uh, rankings and things like that, and especially the uh, responses from our, our actual customers that as much as they love the product, the product is fantastic. What really seems to put them completely over the edge is your team and the professional services team and the additional bodies and help uh, that our team ha uh, provides for our, our customers and just sort of the culture that we have that understands event technology and event professionals. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the importance of that. And if you have any insights into the, into how important that is when evaluating an event technology platform. Oh yeah, I think it's so huge. I mean, yeah, kind of like we've touched on, event planners have really busy and stressful jobs up there with um, air traffic controllers, according to surveys I've seen. So uh, not only are you empowered with awesome software, but when you have a support team that really is there for you uh, around the clock, I think that's really huge. And our support team, is, uh, I, I would say, the heart of our company um, and the heart and soul. They uh, will answer you within a matter of minutes. Uh, they'll they'll help you. Uh, our team will also send you a bunch of uh, gifts and emojis along the way to just kind of reflect how events are fun and our, 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 
customers are really creative. So yeah, they are, they're really like our not so secret weapon. And our professional services team is just, they're phenomenal. They're just stone cold pros at events. Um, so, you know, sometimes, you know, events can be stressful, but our team is always a source of, uh, like, and you know, we've had customers who say, you know, my professional services, um, uh, team, they were my rock. Uh, so they, they bring so much expertise and, uh, and, uh, consulting and, and just help, uh, through events and have, I, I think truly helped kind of shape, uh, you know, helped our customers navigate the you know, ins and outs of, you know, pivoting into virtual, doing hybrid, uh, coming back with amazing in-person events. So yeah, both of those teams are, are so key to, um, our, our heart as far as being really customer focused, customer driven. And we kind of just view ourselves as an extension of our customers really. So we are always there to help. Um, and like I said, you might see some hilarious gifts and emojis along the way from our support team. How do you measure customer success and satisfaction at WebEx events? We take a lot of pride in having a really strong pulse on our customers, but I think the most important way that we look at our customer satisfaction is our post-event surveys. So those are sent out um, just a day after customers' events. And I think it's really important to have that timeliness as far as that opportunity to ask uh, what went well? What can we improve on? And a really powerful thing there is that we share all of that feedback instantly, uh, internally, and even our execs, uh, all of our executives see that feedback. So it's not something that you know, our customers are just sending into the void. We truly look at every single response that comes through and value it and kind of going back to what our product team is working on. Uh, that's where we source a lot of the, that feedback to know, okay, hey, next time we, you know, we, we want to look at have offering this to our customers. So that customer feedback really helps shape our roadmap and other internal practices of ours. So uh, that, uh, that post-event survey is just really key. Uh, any customers out there listening, we would love to make sure that we get your feedback next time you receive one. And uh, yeah, that's a really important part of our, our strategy. So we started talking about um, the benefits of having an event technology platform or record. So one platform to host kind of all your events throughout the year. Um, and I think that, you know, this is pretty straightforward, but um, just super important in the context of this, this new era of events where in-person events are back and um, things are just really busy. Um, having an event technology platform that's easy to use, that you can, you know, clone events and um, you know, have events reoccurring throughout the year and not have to start over from total scratch. That saves so much time for planners. It's a better attendee experience as well, um, not having to download a different app every time. Just being familiar with an app and getting the hang of things for your first event and then being able to go into the next event and you, you kind of know what you're doing. You, you play around with it a little bit. And it allows, I think, event organizers to kind of build up to... Um, you know, more sophisticated events, maybe, maybe you start with a more basic event that just has a few features. And then, you know, as you, you know, onboard and learn more about the platform, you can kind of um, evolve with that and add more complex engagement features, um, complex and not that it's, you know, hard to use, but um, just adds a little bit more of, um, you know, an experiential element to an experience. 
Um, anything else that you've gleaned from that? Yeah, I mean, I just think that we've come to a point where event technology has evolved to the degree that you don't need to piecemeal all of these kind of disparate point solutions together anymore. There might be like a feature or something uh, that, you know, a particular platform that you are interested in doesn't have. And maybe you want to, you know, add that one piece or make sure that that can integrate well with your platform. But for the most part, I think we're at a place where it just doesn't make sense from a cost perspective, from a time perspective, from an efficiency perspective. Um, Most kind of of the all-in-one platforms have the majority of the features that you're looking for. And so I think finding one um, where you like, you know, that, that can support your entire events program. I think that's the key, um, is, is really critical. And, and it's probably worth thinking through, you know, if there are a couple of features that aren't supported by the platform, it's like, are those features worth the headache? You know, are those pieces worth the headache? Is there something that I should just think about reevaluating, uh, the way my, my program is or what my attendees can expect so that I am fall in line with, leaning into the best features and functionality of the platform that I use, especially if you're going to use it across all different, you know, year round across all different uh, event types and, and formats and, and things like that. So yeah, in this, in this era where, you know, it's get more with less, uh, I think that's one of the obvious, you know, areas of reducing friction and uh, complexity is just to pick something, evaluate it, make sure it meets as many of your needs and checks as many of the boxes as possible. Um, and then let your team get onboarded on it, learn how to use it, let your attendees get used to it, build an ecosystem around that event technology platform. That is going to be, you know, the, the heart and soul, the cornerstone of your, uh, event platform, at least on the technology side. Um, so Kara talked about some features that are really important for event organizer, organizers right now. Gamification being one. I love that she talked about how, you know, it's fun and it has that kind of friendly competition element to an event, but it's also a great way to get your attendees engaged with your content and interacting with your speakers. You can use game codes um, and, you know, drive um, attendees to go talk to a speaker and maybe get a, a specific piece of information that is the game code um, and they can take that to the event, the, the event game and redeem it for points. Um, so you're kind of incentivizing um, attendees to do specific actions, um, which I think is just a really creative way. And people love the game. Like any customer I've talked to, people always talk about how attendees get super into the game, very competitive. Um, and it just gets them interacting with various aspects of the event. Um, and the maps feature is another one that she mentioned, which is huge with in-person coming back and um, again, just speaks to the importance of ease of use and an easy, seamless attendee experience. Because when you're at an event, um, you know, you want to be able to find things easily. Um, if you're going to sessions or um, just need to find a specific area of the conference center where you're maybe meeting someone, you know, you can easily find that on the Maps feature. It just makes the experience, you know, more interactive um, and yeah, just, just makes the attendees' lives easier and the planners' lives too, right? Because if attendees can be can self-serve and, and find that information on their own, um, that's less, you know, uh, questions coming into the planner. Um, so I think that that just speaks to setting up your attendees up for success and making sure that they can find everything that they need, um, you know, on their own. And then lead retrieval is a big one too with in-person coming back or um, it's, it's back, it's not coming back, it's back, it's here, right? <laughs> like, Leader retrieval, um, 
allowing your um, exhibitors and your sponsors to easily capture lead information. Now, I love that that relationship between lead retrieval um, and badge printing and, you know, having really nice badges that sponsors and, ex- and exhibitors can easily scan and, you know, collect that that data and have that data stored in the app. Um, so I think that's that's important as um, in-person events are, are back and, you know, sponsors and exhibitors need to be able to make relationships, create relationships with prospects, capture that data, and then nurture those relationships after the event. And I know within the WebEx events app, you know, when you use lead retrieval, you can obviously scan a badge and then, you know, take notes and, and mark them as like a hot lead um, and, kind of, and kind of qualify them, um, which is great because as we all know, in-person events are hectic. A lot is going on and that just allows for kind of a, a seamless, um, you know, data capture and allows sponsors and exhibitors to focus on you know, being in the moment with a prospect, but at the same time getting that data so they can follow up afterwards. So I agree with all, all of those um, that Kara mentioned. I think that they're, they're all really important and speak to specific areas of this era of events, the, that engagement element, in-person element with maps, and then the leader table, like the ROI element with, with sponsors and exhibitors and just that ease of use of being able to capture that really important uh, lead information. Yeah, I remember the first time I went to uh, an event with the team and saw the way that they used lead retrieval. I thought that was really interesting, especially because I've done a ton of events in my career. And I, you talk to so many people over the course of a couple of days that, you know, I mean, even the best of us are not going to remember names, much less context of all these different conversations, especially without a face or whatever. But to be able to tie it to their profile, to be able to put notes and remind yourself, this is the person that I talked to about this thing, um, or to make a note to somebody else or whatever. Um, just makes it so much easier when you get home. Like it's the last thing you're probably thinking about a lot of times while you're there, you've got another person waiting, whatever, but to take that extra couple minutes and put some notes in there, um, makes it so much easier when you're home and you're unpacked and you're ready to actually start following up the leads or to hand them off to sales or whatever the case, uh, to have that additional context, uh, to help see the conversation is just super valuable. We asked Kara, what are some of the overlooked features that event professionals should keep in mind when evaluating event management? And she really talked about that that care for the planner experience and the voice of the customer um, and ha- partnering with a, a vendor that is committed to understanding what event organizers need and you know keeping that communication between a product team, a customer team, and event organizers to really understand their pain points. I think that's that's really important. Um, especially as the industry is just evolving constantly, um, staying in touch with the, the customer and hearing their um, their needs and how they you know, need to adapt to the changing environment and actually implementing that and making changes. I think that Kara said that our product team has made like 22 Crazy. product enhancements and last, was it this year? This yeah, year. This year. This she year. Said through May, but it's only the ninth today as we record. So it's like yeah. barely, you know, four months in a week in and they've made 20 something updates. And these are not small updates, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, just the constant push and innovation. And we just got back from the on-site last week at Chicago and they we can't talk about much of that now, but the announcements that are coming too, um, also not big, not, I mean, not small, not taking their foot off the gas at all. They're, they're mm-hmm. swinging big, so crazy stuff. 
We try our best. Obviously, we're trying to serve event professionals um, and create a, a podcast that that speaks to you guys and your challenges. We try not to be overtly, you know, salesy about WebEx events and things like that. But I do think it's worth calling out that it, it's it's interesting and rare to see a technology company like WebEx Events, where we started as Socio, founded by event professionals for event professionals, started as an in-person um, tool migrated to virtual um and then acquired uh after you know kind of in the peak or and end of the near the end of the pandemic uh by webex which is you know a huge enterprise uh, organization and so to have like the combination of you know carol was talking about features that put the event professional first to have that built into our dna but to be backed up by a huge corporation and enterprise like Cisco that also understands the importance of, you know, privacy and data security and scalability and, you know, all of these different things is super rare. And so, you know, I think that we've found, especially, you know, even just in our own complexities of, of managing as we've uh, integrated with broader WebEx to understand the differences between an event professional and somewhat, you know, a traditional Cisco or WebEx audience that's largely IT, and the fact that we have the bases covered on both sides. Like, I think the biggest thing is is bridging the communication between the two sides. But the fact that we actually have the boxes checked, you know, not all event technology platforms understand that needs of an enterprise and can support an enterprise, but also su- support a small or medium size. Uh, event professional or, you know, um, event management company. So I just think that's worth calling out, you know, uh, especially if you're growing or scaling, thinking through, uh, you know, you have to get buy-in, especially if you're a large organization. We talk about um, the event technology platform of record. If you're going to use this for year-round for your customers, for marketing, but also for HR, for sales, um, for all hands or, or, or product kickoffs or things like that, um, to have that full understanding of both the technology side, but also understand what it's like to walk in the shoes of an event professional day after day is really unique. And so um, just thought it was worth mentioning because it's not something yeah. that you see very often. Yeah, I think it's it's really valuable, like you're saying, having both perspectives of maybe a smaller scale organization that maybe has smaller events, but also um, you know having the perspective of the enterprise with these large scale events. Yeah, I think it's it's really cool to see how our, our platform has evolved to to support both. Um, and when we say event event events of all types and sizes, we really do mean it. Um, there, you know, whether you're you're hosting a smaller event or um, you know hosting a huge flagship external event, it's it's great to see how you can dig into our platform and you know use our features to support either use case. Thanks so much for joining us, Kara. We have tons of free resources for event professionals on our website. Visit socio.events resources to check them out. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another great guest. Until then, I'm Nolan Ether. And I'm Olivia Van Kieran. This podcast is brought to you by WebEx Events, formerly Socio. Before you go, be sure to leave a review and follow the show so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk with you next time on Event Horizons.